Welcome, everybody, back to CFB Prime, Episode 5. I'm your host, the mayor, Nino Brown, and I am joined today for this fifth episode with a good friend of mine and special guest, Kevin Coleman, at the boys underscore 22 on the Twitter. Kevin, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I'm here with the mayor. I didn't know. I didn't realize we, we, we got to that level. No, I, I appreciate you uh, <laughs> asking me to come on and, and talk a little bit. I need to get away from like rookie talk and NFL side. So I'm glad you asked me to talk about this. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. Give me the draft. And like, <laughs> let me talk about some college football wide receivers for him. Yeah, it's uh, I've had enough. I, I, I got ripped apart uh, so much with my Will Levis guy and, and how <laughs> I, I, I'm on him and most people are against him. But I'm hearing he could, you know, sneak into the number two spot. Maybe you know, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I've had enough of the draft. Uh, I'm ready to talk these young kids coming in in college football. Uh, so we're going to talk freshman wide receivers coming in this year. Um, I think me and you might be on the same page that, that wide receiver one uh, is Zachariah Branch out of USC, you know, five-star. Uh, he's ranked one in the class, you know, 5'10", 175 pounds. Everything he did in these two bowl games that he put on display in the Polynesian Bowl and uh, yeah. the Undomable, he was just twitched up. You know, it was with the ease. He's like Speedy Gonzalez out there. He just weaves through traffic. He catches the ball five yards. He can take it to the house, and then he can burn you for, you know, 40, 50 yards downfield. He's got good body control, vision. What are your thoughts on Branch? I, you know, biggest thing with Branch is just playmaker. Like, and 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 to me, when I watched him, and and I've watched him now for a while now, like speed, speed, speed. Like that, that's going to translate very well. And in the area too, you look at is like, okay, how are these guys going to fit at that next level? So going to USC, he's the he is the prototypical wide receiver in Lincoln Riley's offense. So when you're looking at like what they're going to do, scheme them well. You're going to look at you know you know screens all over the place this kid's going to be he he's going to be gadgeted around to where he's going to be that guy stepping forward and i think the good thing about brand is he's going to be on the field early because he's going to be a punt return if you're, he that kid's going to be everywhere because he's a playmaker and he's right. elite um and i think with that now 510 that the one thing that would concern me is <clears throat> i think 510 is a little um you know, it, it's a Budget. little misnomer. I, I don't know, like, you know, like, it's like the dating sites. You're 5'10". Yeah, I'm 5'10". Like, I think, I don't know necessarily what that, what that level is going to be. But, I mean, as far as, like, on the field, like, dude, natural playmaker can pretty much do all that. Explosive. And he's the vertical threat. I mean, him with Caleb is going to be fun to watch this year. Because I think Zachariah is going to get out there. And so, you're talking about a vertical threat that that offense hasn't necessarily had. They haven't had a guy like him. Um, especially USC, obviously, the last two years, but they he could se separate that. I think the biggest thing when you're looking at it from like, you know, NFL perspective, whatever that's going to be the size. But again, we haven't. Well, maybe some of us have. I think the NFL has shifted away from these big wide receivers now. Like me and Nino's age, back in the day, six four, yeah. Quentin Johnson would have been the dude. They're like, oh yeah. shit, this guy <laughs> is legit, and because that's what the size was, six three, six four. You have those tools. We're drooling. Now it's like, oh, 5'9", 175, and this kid can speed and 4'4", 40, and 4'3", and in that area. Like, and I think that's one thing when you look at these guys, like, he's special. Like, and, and you don't use that word, you know, you don't throw that word around a lot. Like, I try not to, but he's just a special athlete. And I think that on top of that, he's a good wide receiver. Like, he has those intangibles, those traits. I think he's going to get a better route tree. Um, I think that he'll, he'll fit really well in that system. So I, I'm, I don't think we've seen a ceiling, and that's, that's exciting. Yeah, I don't think we've seen a ceiling at all. I mean – He's 5'10", but he's 18, so he could yeah. still be growing. He could wake up, you know, in, in two, three months <laughs> and be, you know, six foot. You, you really don't know. Or, or he could finally be 5'10 and, and actually make it to the number that they're putting him at. But I just – now, Mike, you said he could get on the field this year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Now, would he eat into Mario Williams' is, is time? Because I think that, obviously, you know, Singer's wide receiver one at USC. Brennan Rice kind of planted his flag the last six or seven games uh, of last year. So, would he be eating into Mario Williams' reps? Well, see, this, you're going to get me canceled. So, I have a hot <laughs> take with this. Okay. Um I don't think Mario's that good. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I think, Man, I, I think he's, it. I think he's okay, but I don't think he's someone that like elevates an offense. Like, I think he's fine, but I think he was talked up a lot as a freshman where he didn't necessarily produce that much. And I don't necessarily think he's gotten better as a receiver. Um, so I've never been a Mario guy. So I'm not, I'll be on the first on the forefront there. I've never been someone that's like, Oh, Mario, he's a transcendent wide receiver branch is, and this team wants to win a title. Like I, let's keep it. Let's keep this clear. Like they were one game away. They should have won last year. They, they kind of choked Caleb got injured. And you know, I think they need branch out there now, as far as eat, a lot of this offense is all predicated on basically getting the ball moved around a lot. Like it really reminds me of these offenses. They're going to spread the ball a lot. These guys all eat into their own production anyway. And so like, as the season progresses, we've seen this in college football. If you watch a lot, they're going to get their best players, the ball. And I think Zachary is going to fall, fall in that category of a guy that's going to be playmaking, get him there. Yeah. And then, like you said, I think singer's fine. I think the, the, the key in this offense is Brendan rice, which is crazy to say, like, I think, <laughs> I think that like he is going to be one of those kids is like, wow, he had freaking eight catches again, 110 yards. What is Brendan Rice doing? Because like Brandon really elevated himself last year, like you talked about. I think they really like him. And I think that's that's the elevation there. But no, I think that definitely it's going to eat into all these guys. But Mario to me doesn't stand out to me personally as like that guy. Like I, I think Zachariah is a much better, much better prospect than him coming out. And I think he's he can challenge him this year as like that guy in the slot, kind of be that that special weapon. See, I love it. So on on CFB Prime, I call my show Blow the Damn Whistle. And I was ready to blow the whistle if you were going to tell me that Mario Williams was going to, you know, be over. Branch, I'm right yeah. with you. He's not – I know he's got highly recruited coming in. He had all that hype and buzz, but he just does not do it for me. I seen him kind of just disappear, the Homer Simpson meme, into the bushes last year with, you know, all the receivers we – and even though I, I forget his name, his first name is Taji, um, he, he was eating as well. Um, so it's like – and they got – the tight end coming in, right? He's a five-star. Yeah. Deuce. And, and the backfield, those guys are going to eat. Marshawn's there, uh, transfer from uh, South Carolina. It's just, I don't, I don't know. With Caleb on the move, I think Branch is way more of a weapon because he can just instantly create space. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I would be with Branch. Like, I would say, like, he fits that well. Taj, like, yeah, you mentioned Taj Washington. I think yeah, even Kyron Hudson, like, he's not bad either. Like, and they're moving the relief also to wide receiver, it seems like. And so if they use him, I think for me, this is a special offense, like, in general. Like, if mm-hmm. and, and it, I don't know if Sarah think we're going to see, like, a high producer from this offense. Like, I think it's going to be very, very well balanced. Um, but you're, that running back room is loaded. Like, yeah. and Quentin, Quentin Joyner is a running back who – He's coming in, and some guys don't like him. Some some of the Debbie circle, college football circle, they don't think he has the wiggle. I don't think he needs the freaking wiggle because that dude is just a load, and he's going to be that kind of that red zone guy with Austin Jones, Marshawn Boyd, like you mentioned. Like that team, this is one of the best offenses in college football, bar none. Like, and Caleb just elevates it. There, yeah. there's no reason for me to think that Caleb can't win another Heisman with this offense. Like that's just how special they can be. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, there's a another gentleman that we'll talk. I, I'm going to bring up a little later at, at USC that. He was my guy coming in before they even threw out rankings, but uh, just uh, everybody kind of just passed him up. I think he's still yeah. got time, but we'll talk about him later. Um, next guy I got on the list here is Jurian Dickey from Oregon, another five-star. 
my Ducks, uh, he's number two in the class, 6'3", 210. Obviously, they fudge the numbers, right? But, like, he he's a big-bodied receiver at 18 years old. He has 70-inch, 78-inch wingspan, right? Like, it's kind of like a DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown kind of, you know, vibe going. 4'5", 40 speed. His routes are crisp. He gets separation quickly, and he can change direction, you know, one cut, and he's gone. Um Obviously, 6'3", uses that frame well. He's got great hands. Dude could probably catch an egg without cracking it. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Dickie? I think this is a dude. Dickie's a straight dog. Like, when you're looking at, like, and he's out here in California. So, like, I, I love my California prospects because I'm out yeah. here, too. So, like, I, I got to give my love to my guys. But, you know, Dickie, you know who my comp is for Dickie? And I don't do comps all that much because I'm not very good at it. So, take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> but, like, um, every time I watch Dickie play, he reminds me of Des Bryant. Like, young Woo! Des Bryant. Like he just reminds me of that ability, catch it inside, like, and just go like when you watch him go and his ability kind of like 50, 50 balls are his, um, in traffic. He is not getting, he does not get bumped off his route. He's able to kind of manipulate his hips really well. He goes up and gets it. He played D I love those D and all, I love those two way guys. I played two way in high yep. school. I, why, why can't these guys do that? Um, so he does that. I think he fits this offense really well. Like he's going to come into this offense and I think, um, looking forward at this offense, there's, I mean, I like Troy Franklin, uh, but you know, losing Dante Thornton, I think was a big hit. Mm -hmm. And I think that Dickie can kind of like, you know, I think he's going to be able to step himself into that roster and that depth chart. And I think he's going to compete. I know Chris Hudson is there. I know they got Tez Johnson, but Tez is like five, two. Um, so like, I think Dickie can kind of be that guy. Trayshawn Holden came back, but Dickie's good. Dickie's one of those guys that I think he can make an immediate impact. But I, I think that what if he can stay healthy, because he didn't stay healthy his senior year of high school. Like, if right. he can stay healthy, I mean, he gives them the – we haven't seen a receiver – you're or you an Oregon fan. Like, we, we haven't seen a receiver of this caliber and this size at Oregon in a long time. Like, we, we're used to the Troy Franklin type. Yeah. We're not used to the guys like this. And I think that's what elevates his offense. It's someone they need. They need that dude. They need that dog in that offense and say, we're not going to lose this game. Go throw me the damn ball. And I think yeah. that's something that Oregon's missed. He's that alpha, and yeah. I think it's perfect on the side of Franklin. I think Thornton has the size. that He was the same height. I think it was 6'2", six, 6'3", six, but he didn't have the width and the muscle, and, and Dickie's yeah. got that already as a freshman, and that's why I think it's a good compliment for Franklin in this offense. Lanning's just going to use him, you know, in, in the best he can. Yeah. Now, I think, unfortunately, with every injury, there's a positive to someone else. If Ferguson is to miss any time at the tight end position because he's that big body, Dickie's going to eat more. Those targets are going yeah. to hit and it's going to be over the middle in between the numbers. You get that guy going early with Bo. And that run game, I'm hearing Wennington is super fast and put on like seven to eight pounds this year. Oregon's got, got me hyped up. I think there's a chance. But then I look down the road and I look at Washington and Penix and what they got. And, and that offensive coordinator, I'm a little scared. So, I don't know. I think Dickie is a guy. and I think Dickie can challenge Branch for that, you know, best in the class early on. Yeah, I think he can. Pac-12 is loaded this year. If people don't, if people don't really realize, like I think they have some of the best quarterbacks in. Like every quarterback in the Pac-12 is legit. Like there is not one where you're like, eh, like you know, like everybody's kind of taking that next step. Oregon too is in there. Like it's gonna be a bloodbath. Pac-12 is usually a bloodbath, but now it's like, hey, who can elevate themselves? But Dickey is one of those guys that probably can make an impact. Now I really do like. I might be the only guy that likes this. I really like Kyler Casper. Like I think Kyler yes. Casper. He developed last year, and there's been reports that he's been crushing it, like in terms of like, hey, 
got in the weight room and spring and stuff like that. Like they are loaded at that position to where like they have dudes everywhere. They got they they have you know Dicky with his mold, Trayshawn Holden if he can get his head out of his butt, uh, Troy Franklin, <laughs> Hudson, like all those guys. Th- this offense and Bo was great last year. Bo Nix was great. Like so when you're looking at it, I think he can be an impact player on an offense that's out there. And you're always looking for that. You don't want your freshman. So like when you look at this, you don't want to be a wide receiver zero. You don't want him not to produce. Mm-hmm. And because that that tendency does not work very well at the next level dickie's one of those guys that could come in and step up and i think he's right there if holden misses some time or whatever happens i think he could be the z in this offense like he could step in and just go do it i think like you mentioned with the tight end like he, he gives him a lot of flexibility yeah i'm actually doing an interview uh, a little later after we finish with a, a guy who's going to be in oregon he's a recruit coming out terrell bradshaw uh jr he's uh he's a three-star recruit and he'll be in oregon soon and he's like yeah. that like speedy dude you take the top off the ball i think he's a guy that oregon that they might be able to snatch him up and be a compliment for them going forward. We talked about Pac-12. Before we get these wide receivers, I'm just throwing this out there because we talked about USC being ready to go. They just got Bear Alexander right from Georgia in the transfer. But makes no mistake about it. I mean, Oregon got Mateo. And he's a dude. And I know he's young. Yeah. But he's a five-star. And he's going to get in there and eat right off the rip. So it seems as though as the Pac-12, the rumors are it's going to be dismantled soon. They're starting to make steps, and they know that they got to fix this defensive side of the ball, and they can't just chuck the rock the whole time. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right. This is the last hurrah for the Pac-12. <laughs> let's be honest. USC, UCLA going like how that's going to look in terms of what you know Oregon and these guys are going. But I think you know Oregon. Yeah. Oregon's been a frustrating program because I think they've had national championship teams, and they crystal ball. You, I, I was never, I'm never going to be a crystal guy. I'm just not. I think that I think he's a great recruiter, overrated coach. He's like great recruiter can get guys there and just overrated in terms of like in-game management. I will say I like Dan Lanning. However, he struggled last year. That Washington game was bad. You know, like he, he did yeah. not, they didn't, Oregon they did not State game this. too, man. Like yes. four passes, six completed passes and you couldn't win. I said many a times, they didn't use Noah Sewell right at all no. until, like, the last four games of the year. Like, why is he in coverage? He's not a very good coverage-rated linebacker. But when you, you started giving pressure, he started knocking the ball down, moving, you know, quarterback out of, out of the pocket, and, and turnover side happened. It also didn't help that, you know, on that defensive side, flow and, you know, DJ with terrible yeah. coverage as well. <laughs> but that's why, like, to me, just to be breaking a wrap around and back to your question, like, with the coaching stuff, like, that's why Kyle Whittingham from Utah does so well because I think he's the best, like, coach wise like he just yeah. knows how to get the best out of his guys so when it comes down to i think this conference is so close in terms of like they got to get that defensive side shirt up i think usc's done an incredible job getting their defense and offensive line shirt up like they knew that was a point mm-hmm. they got like seven linebackers in the portal too like they knew they had to go attack that so like to me what makes the difference for usc and everybody else in this conference is that they've kind of shored up some of that stuff. They have a good coaching staff and they have Caleb freaking Williams and Caleb Williams is that guy. So I think that elevates it, but anybody can win in this conference. Like, I don't think it's like, Oh, clear and above. Cause if Caleb Williams has a bad game, I don't know if they can overcome that. Um, But I think it's Oregon right there. Washington, you know, they're getting a little overrated in my opinion. I I think that they have some, they have some defensive liabilities out there and Phoenix junior had a good year, but towards the down the stretch, you saw the old junior, like the one that got to struggle a little bit at Indiana. And I mean, he stayed healthy, but that's not a guarantee with him. Bo had a great year. Let, let's hope got he got hurt. You know, the, only, the only reason why they, yeah. they weren't in the championship, I think, or in the college football playoff is because yeah. he got hurt. If he, he didn't hurt. get hurt, they would have been there. 
I, in my opinion, it's Oregon USC. I think those are the two top. Now, I think that the conference as a whole is really deep, like all throughout. Like, I think it's very deep. Um, but I think it's Oregon or USC. I really think those are the two programs right now that are like up there. So I'm an Oregon guy. You know that. And I'm a little worried about Washington for the simple fact that the development and growth of the receivers from last year, from the beginning of last year to the end, right? Obviously, Penix did kind of fizzle. But they're bringing in Dylan Johnson at the running back position. And the yeah. man averages like 50 receptions out of the backfield. That is going to give Penix an enormous amount of time. And if they do get to him, he can just dump it to a guy who can make plays. That scares yeah. me. They do lose guys on the, on the defensive line. I know they lost two in the transfer portal, right? So that's like big. But they have uh, – isn't Braylon Trice back? Uh, I think he came back. back. He, 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 he came back. He didn't yeah, go in the he's draft. Back. So, yeah, and and Latua, uh, Fatui, uh, he's back too. So they're both on the line together. That is going to wreak havoc for QBs. Yeah. I just, I'm nervous. With the, if Penix I get it. stays on that road, like the way they started out, they were hot fire. I was super nervous. And, and they beat the Ducks. And that was the game I thought we could have won. I give all the, it's not so much the head coach for me. It's the OC, and I think the OC is not getting enough credit. I think that dude is a genius, and what he comes up with and how Romeo was not utilized anything like that his first year. The way yeah. they put Romeo out there, Oduze, and were able to spot him and put him in different packages was unique, and he ate. Yeah. No, he did. I mean, and DeBoer's a good job. Like He, I, he was out here at Fresno State, and I watched him – kind of create that you know I, I have Fresno State season tickets so I would not watch him create that offense and it does fit I you know I like Jalen Polk probably more than others yeah, like I like yeah. Jalen McMillan um Rome's getting a lot of love out there I will say Dylan Johnson he can catch passes I don't know how much his offense predicates it I will tell you the guy that I like in that backfield is Nagata from Arizona okay. State he kind of got a crappy run last year at Arizona State not so much like a that 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 program is a dumpster fire. So getting him in there <laughs> and having him ability, like I think that he steps up. I think he can be really good for this offense as well. No, you're right. They are loaded. I just I think my hesitation with them is I don't know about Michael and I don't know how well he'll like. Can he stay healthy and will he not make some of those mistakes? The UCLA game last year kind of stands out to my mind. Like some of the games that they had, where I'm like, man, I see this old kind of Phoenix Junior where they kind of. Where does that come? And if you can't have a clunker. And I feel like they had a couple clunkers last year yeah. where I feel in this, you have to be there every day. And I feel like Oregon USC to me, I think they're ready to step up and be that team. I love it. Well, that was some, that was some fire content right there. I love that. <laughs> All right. Now next for me, and, and it, it may be because of well, everything I've seen lately. I know a lot of people are going to have the uh, Ohio state gentleman ranked a little higher, but I got John Tate cook the second um, as my third receiver. I know he's somewhere in most boards, somewhere between three and seven, but he's another five size, six foot, 185 pounds. I mean, if you just watched anything in that game, the way he works, the way he can track the ball, control his body, worked on the sideline, he, he wasn't expected to be involved as often and early, but he was definitely involved and he, he definitely dominated. What are your thoughts on Cook? Because I think he can eat in the system, especially with if, if Murphy's going to be getting a little more reps. So, yeah, so... Um... <laughs> So, like, with Cook, I think, you know, he's my he's my uh, wide receiver four. So, I have him a little higher. Just like okay. you. He's in, that, he's in that category for me. Um, you know, the thing that first stands out to me just about him as a receiver, his yak ability, like, he's dangerous. So, like, when you're talking about what he's going to be doing in the open field, and I think he fits Quinn. 
very well. Like, I think that those two guys, and I think Cook can get out on that field. Brandon Thompson transferring apparently to Oklahoma, um, and you have some other areas where you're like, hey, where are these guys going? I think it opened it up for him a little bit, and I love him in this offense. Like, I like Xavier Worthy, and I like um, Donnie Mitchell, but I think Cooks can flip right in there in that age. Like, I think that, you know, he'll battle Jordan Whittington. Mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's there. And, and, and Isaiah Neor, you know, to me, like, he's coming off that injury. So I don't know how ready he's going to be. I think cook steps in and, and Sark needs to win this year. Let's, let's yeah. keep that on the forefront. They're going to get these guys out there. And, and I think cook gives them that like really good. And I think this thing that stood out to me about cook um, when I was watching his tape and diving into it is going through his ball tracking ability. Like he has a very good catch radius and ball tracking ability and he doesn't drop a lot of passes. This kid goes up when he's, oh, yeah. when he's not in, in, um, in contested catch situations. I do think, from like a uh, like a areas of like you know struggle for him and it's things that we didn't see. I think that contested catch thing with his strength is something he's got to get up. And I don't necessarily know if he's going to be able to. I know he's an early enrollee, so that's good. So he's there. Right. He's going to get in that weight room, and I think he's going to have that. So for me, it's like okay, he has that yak playmaking speed. Can he do those other things? Can he get some size, a little bit, a little bit more strength? He's a big kid, but just get that get that strength, get that press coverage, contested catch stuff up. If he does that, he's the package. Like right. we're talking about John, they could be in a package. Hey, this is an NFL kid round one. I, I think he could get there. Um, and I love him in this offense. I think he, I think he compliments these guys and Texas doesn't have a guy like him really. Like when you're looking at just, you know, Mitchell's more, I don't know what Mitchell is to be honest. Like Jordan, right. Take- he just, he, I call him Mr. TD. He just pretty much scores the same TD in the right corner of the end zone <laughs> on, on passes from Stats Bennett. Like that's what he's known for. And then he disappears. Pretty much. Comes back. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And then Xavier, you know, he he struggled with the shoulder thing last year, and I, and I hope Which he's healthy. Did you know? Yeah, that? yeah, a little bit. Like he just had that. He, he, I think a lot of that was the, the shoulder. I think that was there. Like because Xavier, his footwork, like his ability to make guys like just yeah. look stupid on the field. Like he has that, and I think he can catch well. He struggled catching last year. I'm hoping in the shoulder, but Jonathan gives him that extra area, that burst plus. He can go over the middle. He can do all those things. So, like, exactly. he complements his offense well. Uh, yeah, but I'm a big fan. I think he can step up. I think Quinn is there. And then if Arch is going to be that guy stepping forward and, and <laughs> after, this, after this year, he needs Cook. They're going to need him to really kind of be there. And DeAndre Moore is there as well. But I think Cook's special. I like Cook. I like everything about Cook. You mentioned Arch. I'm not going to go there. I already went there once today with, with a few people on the Angry Blue Bird. But um, – I think, like you said, he is a compliment to what they don't have in that system, right? So AD's a top off the ball, probably going to be a deep threat playmaker for, you know, big big chunks of yards or a touchdown, yeah. you know. Um, worthy, if he's healthy, he's that quick feet, you know, work the sideline, work, you know, work the outs, you know, comeback routes. Cook can be the alpha over the middle, and he can yeah. eat everything. He's not afraid to. He also can cut back, you know, and, and work the sideline as well. They got the, the big tight end who can, you know, also kind of shadow him and disguise him in, in, in packages. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I mean, Quinn has no choice but to perform, right? There's heat on, no, his, he... on his back with Murphy. And then obviously with, I mean, whether he's ready or not, there's always going to be that hype and that pressure because of the pedigree. Arch too. Um, it, it's, I like Cook a lot. I think his opportunity, his style of play uh, is why I got him a little bit higher than the gentleman from Ohio State. Um, we're going to talk about those guys right now. Now, I'm going to blow the whistle. I'm Brandon Innes. And it's not because, you know, I, I, to be fair, he can't be there, right? He can't enroll early due to where he's at, where he attends school and stuff. So he can't yeah. be early enrolling. But you, you're losing time, man. Uh, Connell Tate already got the black stripe taken off. 
Uh, he looks like he's already got a rapport with Kyle McCord in that spring game. Uh, he don't look like a freshman receiver to me. The way he, you know, off the line, his footwork, how, how he, he's another guy that can just put one foot in the ground and make a move and his instant separation. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on tape before we talk about Brandon a little bit? Yeah, so I'm going to get canceled a little bit. I wasn't as high on Tate coming into, like, the spring games. And so I, he's still in my top seven. But, like, I didn't have him in my top five. And I and and I know people are going to think that's crazy. Maybe I should revisit that right now. I think, you know, it's one of those things. Because you know, I've been burned by the spring games before. I.J. Hall, like, you get burned by some of these kids that do really well in the spring <laughs> game. And then you're like, oh. So, like, I've been very timid about moving him up too high right now because I'm like, okay, this is where I had him, like, pre-spring. Let me just go through the process here. But everything you hear, he's crushing it, right? And then I think one of those things, too, is, like, if he's at Ohio State and he's doing it, you have to kind of take notice because Ohio State just produces first-round wide receivers. It doesn't matter. Unless your name is Julian Fleming, then you're not getting drafted first round. But everybody else, like, you guys, you guys, you guys crush it. Like, you guys, you know, you do that. So, you know, the thing, the thing with Tate, I think ball skills, number one, yards after catch. Like, those are the things that this kid can do that. And if he can be that burner and give him that off, I mean, we're talking another five-star kid, right? Route running hands, steps in. And then, like, then you're looking and projecting moving forward. Like, what is he? Probably takes over the X in that role over Marvin after next year. Like, okay, Marvin's going to leave. All right, here's Carnell Tate. I think that's what you're looking at. With Tate. Oh, that, you mentioned Fleming, but for some reason – I've been reading. I saw a little bit of it in the spring game, and not many people talking about it. But this, you don't like Ballard at all. I feel like he's a dude, and I, I really think that him and Tate are going to fight for reps this year. I like Ballard. I think Ballard's right there. Like I think I'd play Ballard over Fleming. Am I honest? Oh, I mean, like, yeah. Like I, I would be in there and get Ballard to run at Z and try to get him in there and try to like see how we can elevate that offense. I like all those guys. It's just. They have such a rich, like, they just have so many guys. Count Gray's, you know, Caleb Brown. There's, some of these guys had to hit the portal at some point. So it wouldn't surprise me in a week we're talking about, oh, they hit the portal. Um, but I, I think Ballard's going to be right there. I think they're going to compete. I the, the I, I would really, like, I think Marvin Emeka's your wide receiver one, yeah. too. And then I think Fleming, Ballard, and Tate will all kind of take different roles in this offense. And and, and to be honest, like, Emeka, his freshman year, I think he got, what, like one catch or four? Like, he was, like, one or two catches. Did. He didn't do yeah, nothing. Less than five. I know that. Yeah. And he, and he did not really produce. And then all of a sudden he popped off last year and we all kind of expected it. Um, but I think, I think it would take, it, it's a little, it's going to be a little harder for him to get on the field unless they scheme him open. And if they start scheming him, then we can start saying, okay, he's that dude. Um, but Jaden's right there. I like Jaden come out. I thought Jaden was very good and he's been in that system for a few years. So you're, you're looking forward. I mean, it's really just pick your poison with the wide receiver room in Ohio state. Like they're, it's just there five stars everywhere, and you just have to say, "Hey, how are they going to get the ball?" I think the real question is Kyle McCord, and because uh, I'm a Devin Brown, I'm a Devin Brown guy. So like, he's my dude. McCord's my guy. So I think with McCord, <laughs> I think I think with McCord, he offers a very very high floor. Like mm -hmm. we, I think he, I think he's that guy. Like, okay, hey, this is what you're going to do. Play within the system. Not going to make too many mistakes. I think he played a little timid in the spring game. I think that there were some throws that he wished he could get back. He's got to get some experience there. Um, I just come from it. Like, I think, you know, part of the problem is, is Devin Brown switches number to 33. I don't know who the hell does that. I don't know who was talking to Devin Brown and saying like, you're going so, uh, to do that. It's got something to do with something back home and somebody. I know. Home. But I, I, I know. never seen a cute. I said it before. KT will be my witness. <laughs> uh, Kevin. <laughs> Nobody goes to the show wearing 33. Uh, kills me. Unless you play in like NCAA 2K or NCAA 14 and you create a player. But no, I think 
Devin to me is that ceiling play. I really like his athleticism and all that, but I think he makes too many. Devin makes too many throws that Day doesn't like. So there's a reason why Devin's not going to win that job. McCord is there, but can McCord can McCord elevate these guys that have elite level production? All three or four of them, and I and I think to me, and there, I have a bet with a with a college football analyst. They're like, how many how many yards is like Ohio State going to average on the ground this year? And I think it's over 220 a game. Like, cause I do really think they're going to lean on mine. Williams, Trayvon Henderson, even chip. I think chips a legitimate back. I don't know what the hell they're doing. A linebacker. Now that he's there down Hayden, some of these other guys, like yeah. I really think Ohio State's really going to lean on that rushing attack a lot this year. So then that's where that, where's that production go at the wide receiver room with McCord. Now I think it'll get, he'll get more comfortable. And by the time they play like Michigan, you're going to see more of that traditional Ohio State kind of spread offense that we like four verticals, Ryan day special. Like that's kind of what we're going to see. Um, but I think McCord is, a, he's got to step up too. I think there's a lot of cool, question marks and a lot of things about the quarterback positions all over you know the the landscape of college football mccord but mccord's got dudes so it'll be a little easier for him yeah 100 percent, and he's got dudes and i will say there were a few throws in the first half of that yes. spring game he dialed it in after he you know there was like i think it was like the third missed throw and then he started dialing it in the throw to tate was on the money um he had had a few throws that I, I i think there was one on the left side down on the sideline that he hit right over the shoulder that was a good pass as well uh He's got the ace in the hole, right? Like he went to prep school, with Marvin Harrison. Yeah, he knows yeah. him. Before, he can put the ball where Harrison doesn't even like make a move to the break. Oh, it's his and job. It's, there. it's yeah. his job. Hundred percent. It's his job. No, hundred percent. I, I, I got McCord. I, I think McCord. Once he starts getting the reps and we come to fall ball, I think it's going to be a different story. I, the QB, him breaking his finger didn't help um, Brown at all. No, this might have maybe able to keep the battle go a little longer, but I, I think. McCord's the dude. I think a lot of people that are knocking him, he, they're going to be like, okay, I was off a little bit on him, and he's going to be up there when it comes time for the end of the year and where, where they rank him in, the, in this class. Um, yeah. We talked about Innis a little bit. Not, you know, he's not there, but there's another elephant in the room that, like, we're not talking about. And that's Noah Rogers, right? He's a four star <laughs> guy. He's six two, almost two hundred pounds. He he's got speed four five forty. He's had sixty plus receptions. Almost every single season in high school, like the kid gets it done. Uh, he's got good body control. He's a physical dude. Like this is one of the things yeah. outside of Harrison. There ain't many really physical guys online. He will bop you right off the line and, and, and create space. So, what are your thoughts on 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 Noel Rogers a little bit? Well, I'm a little pissed because you know I'm a Michigan fan. So, like <laughs> the, the one the the one nice thing that Michigan's had over Ohio State is physicality. Like mm -hmm. they they they've had that. Well. Freaking Ohio State went out and got a couple guys. Ennis is physical. Yeah. This dude's gonna get you. Noah is physical. Like, and you watch his tape. He he loves making plays in traffic. Like this kid, yeah. and he and he 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 almost seeks out. Noah almost seeks out. Like, go give me a dude that hits me because mm -hmm. I want to show him that I'm the guy. I'm this in here, and and he averaged 20 yards in in high school, like per reception. And he had like, and he, especially this last year, had 22 touchdowns, like, and he had a verified four or five sub 40. Yep. So you're looking at this kid. He is just special. Like, I think these three guys have a potential. Noah, Brandon, and Tate have a potential of being the three best wide receiver duo. Like that, as far as like a, like a, the triplets, excuse me, go like here, these guys could step up. And we're talking about these dudes as juniors, like all being maybe first round talents. 
that's how special these three wide receivers are. So like when you're looking at it from that line, that's scary to think about when you're looking at like how, how good this offense can be. And I think like we've been mentioning, I think his ability to secure to catch and do those things are different than like what they have on that roster right now. Like Noah, I think Noah Tate and Ennis are probably top. These guys are all top five with Ballard right there. Like they, they would start anywhere else. These yeah, three guys, Noah Ross. No, Rodgers would go anywhere in the country and just be immediate wide receiver. Alabama one would salivate to have no oh, yeah. Rodgers. Salivate. Oh, he would instantly be wide receiver one off the rip. Yeah. Let's go. And make like, no mistake, Alabama struggled recruiting the wide receiver position solely because of Ohio State. Like these dudes, Hartline went to. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Usually they went to Alabama. They'd get two of these guys. Like yes. two of these dudes would be at Alabama. Tay, mm -hmm. Ballard, one of these, someone out there would be at, they're not getting that anymore. Mm -hmm. And Ohio State is, and it's a rich of resources. But no, Noah is, he's, I think he's getting forgotten about a little bit. Like these guys are going to step up. Noah is that 50-50 go get it guy. Like, and I think that is the, that's going to be the difference. Like these are, when we're looking at Ohio State and how they're recruiting and doing those things, like these are the guys that make the difference in a program. Like yeah. if you want to turn around a program, you got to get guys like Ennis and, and Rogers, guys that are out there that have that physicality. Now, don't yell at me, Ohio State fans. I know you guys are – I'm not saying turn around. You almost beat Georgia <laughs> last year in the playoffs. But, I mean, like if you want to win and you're – realistically, you're competing against Michigan right now. They beat you twice. Like, and it wasn't just like a they beat you. They, they beat you down, like and physicality-wise – so like you're gonna have to switch that. And I think they've done a good job with that, and 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 I think both those guys are special. Like they're they're very good players, and you, and you just look at the tape, and you're just like, damn, these guys are good. That felt good to say, huh? It, it felt good it, to yeah. say that they beat you guys, beat them down physically. I know it's it's been a while, and you, it's been a while. <laughs> um, I'm gonna KT get ready to clip this one because this is gonna be. I can't wait for this answer. I'm gonna go with coming in as prospects: Tate, Ennis, Rogers, JSN. Wilson, Olave. Which which three are you taking? Ooh. Oh, coming in, coming in, not what they've coming done. Coming in, coming okay. in. What 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 trio trio are you taking? Okay, so so for me personally, uh, Olave no because Olave didn't really come in as a prospect that was like one of those guys coming for it. Uh, JSN for sure for me because for me JSN has always been one of my top guys yes. and Garrett. So I'm gonna take both those guys because Garrett and JSN to me. Uh, are two guys that I've been high on for a long time. And then, you know, I, I, <laughs> I it, it's a, I hate Ohio State, man. It's, a, it's such a pain in the ass. I we didn't say, even, we didn't even say Harrison. I know. Like Mooka or, or, or Ballard. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I put those two and I'm going to put Tate in there. I, I'm going to, I think that the noise is real. I think, I think Ennis needs to develop probably the most as like a receiver. I think he's mm -hmm. a player. I think he's a football player, but I think Ennis needs to definitely, that's why he went to Ohio state. Heartline's going to get him in line and kind of, kind of, you know, get him there. I think Tate as a prospect is better than those two. So I'd, I'd say Wilson, Jason and Tate. They're right there. All right. I love that. We're, I, I might clip that and put that back out on Twitter. That, that's hot oh, stuff. Oh, great. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I say fans. You <laughs> All right. Um, I got two guys left, and I know I asked you to find me find me a guy that you're, you're in on that most people aren't talking about. We'll, we'll get to him before we close it out. This is the guy I was talking about before that I, I loved. I loved his tape before they started ranking these guys. Um, and then he went to USC, and I'm like, all right, he's going to do it. And then Branch committed, and I was like, ah. Oh. Because Malachi and Malachi both went together, right? They both committed around the same time, uh, Lemon yeah. and, and um, Branch. And then Branch committed, you know, Zachariah committed. And I was like, okay, well, there goes my guy's time. He's going to have to sit a year. Um, but that, that's Malachi Lemon. I think 
dude, he's got it. I call him liquid. He's just fluid in all his route running, in and out of breaks. Like there's no, there's no slowdown. There's no hitch. It, the way he moves on the field yeah. and, and his feet, it, it's just incredible to me. Um, what are your thoughts on Lemon? So Lemon's my wide receiver three, actually. So I'm pretty <laughs> high on Lemon. Like I, I, I'm not I, crazy. <laughs> no, you're not. And. <laughs> He's another dual threat. He play corner, but I think he's going to transition to wide receiver really well. Um, so like I have him right behind Dickie in terms of my rankings. But like <laughs> the thing that the thing that stands out to me about Lemon playmaking, like playmaking all day, especially there. He has a connection with Malachi, so he plays with him. So he's right. going to have that connection moving forward. Um, catch radius, like his his ability to manipulate his body. Like man, like this, like this. yeah, it's it, insane. It hurts me, like as an old man now. Like, <laughs> oh, I'd be watching, done. I'd be laid up. <laughs> yeah, watching him be able to manipulate his body in the sidelines and get his feet in and like do those little things. And for someone that didn't solely focus on the receiving position in high school, that excites me because you know when we think of it, like the way I look at these prospects, because it's really hard. Like when you're going through prospects like this, people say it's easy. It's not. It's not easy. The people that say it's easy, like look at these guys, they go to 247, they see the top 10 and say, oh, those are my guys. Like that's what <laughs> that's what most do. And then so then like when I'm looking at like projection moving forward, okay, how good this can this kid be? To me, it's like that old analogy. Like you take two guys that run the first base. If they run there and they get there at the same time, but one does it with poor form and one does it with perfect form. You're going to take the guy with poor form because you can train that kid to run in perfect form. He's going to get there faster. Yes. To me, Lemon makes sense in this area. Like, I don't think he's been solely focused on wide receiver. I think that he's going to be able to develop into a better wide receiver and he's already a top five playmaker of the class. So when you're projecting moving forward, if he can, if he, and he can already catch, this kid can catch yeah. everything and, and not all receivers can catch. You can ask, you can, you can see these things. Like some of these guys come out and you're like, Oh, playmaker. No, but his hands are suspect to me. His hands are there. His playmaking is there. I think that for one, his play strength's got to get a little bit better. Like he's going to kind of develop that. I could see him. I don't know how much he's going to get on the field this year. They're pretty low to the position. And I think maybe he'll get in. He might be that four game red shirt kind of prospect. I'm not yeah. sure yet where that's going to look at. Um, but this kid is, he can be, if they develop him, he's that special six foot 180 kind of that frame, but get us in the wide receiver frame. And then we're talking a special athlete at USC. And then it's going to come down to now where USC and Ohio State are battling for those wide receivers now. And then you're talking about, like, that's the battle that you're watching every year. Um, and Lemon can be that kid. And, they're, and he's special. Lemon, Branch, Deuce, Malachi going mm -hmm. forward. Oh man, they, they, yeah. I don't know if Riley will be there long enough. Um, but Cliff might take over in the end, so we'll see what happens. You know. Um, but yeah, they they all load. I love Lemon. I think he is like you. He just oozes playmaking ability. Like you said, like he, his catch rate, he can catch anything. He can catch a golf ball, catch a beach ball. It, it don't matter. He's gonna yeah. catch it. Um, the last guy I got here. Uh, it's going on in Lincoln, Nebraska. And that's Malachi Coleman. He's a four-star, 6'4", 190. I mean, you want to talk you know, big playability, 33 yards per catch, right? He played both sides of the ball. I think he was a defensive end in high school, and he's a wide receiver. Um, I think in rules system, this guy could just come out guns blazing and, and be a dude. They got a couple guys you know, in Nebraska, and they got, I don't know who, who's going to be the quarterback, you know, whether it's going to be Sims or it's going to be Thompson. Um, I know Thompson's still kind of recovering from the injury, but what are your thoughts on Coleman? Yeah. So you're going to be mad at me. Um, I like Coleman. He's not in my top five <laughs> though. Like um, 
I think, you know, part of me, like I do like, I know he was ranked pretty high. He's got that. He's got that system in terms of like tall, lengthy can kind of get, he has good athleticism. Um, I think for me, like when you're watching him play, he really needs to get some mass. Like he's got to get some strength. Like he's really got to put that on. And so if he can do that, so when he does that and I think he can maybe get that build, the issue with me is like, can he, with his build, can he add the mass that he needs? And I think, I think that's the, can he win those? To me, he's winning a lot of matches based on his athleticism right now, which yes. is good in high school. You can do that. You can do that in high school. You mm-hmm. you should do that in high school. Let me make that clear. Like, if you're going to be a prop prospect, you're going to go do that. So, to me, is like, I think he has a hell of a ceiling. Like, you're looking at this. This kid is special athletic perspective. Um, but I think he needs some time to develop, which mm-hmm. Rule's going to do, because I don't think he's necessarily needs him to go right away. Like, I don't right. think, I mean, I, Malachi's not a guy that's going to be like, yeah, we need this guy right now. I think moving forward, he's one of those guys that is, is, is going to develop in that system and, and rules. I think rules a great coach in college. Like he's a, he's a legitimate. Nathan is lame. Yeah. And the thing about rule is he has a system. So I, I forget it was, it was an article I read as I think it's an athletic, he, his recruiting system is he goes, looks for dudes like this, like diamonds in the rough that he can develop. And he has a track record of doing it. So if you're betting on Malachi, that's not a bad bet to make because his coaching staff historically recruiting wise has found guys like Coleman and, and really developed them. So like, yeah, I think he has the athleticism tools. He's got some development to do out there. I think he's that multi-sport kid. Like we mentioned, I think he's played on both sides. He does all those things pretty well. Um, when he's in the open field, he gets back and he's by, he's by you. Like he's not, you're not catching him one-on-one open field. You're not doing that. It's just, he's got to develop to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, so you know, at six six three six four, whatever the, whatever it may be, one ninety is a little small. I mean, I would like to see him yeah. at two hundred five, right? That that would be you know a good weight for him to still be you know speedy. Like you said though, you get him in the open field, good luck. So I yeah. I don't know if, if they might package him you know this year. You get him in the open field though with Jeff Sims mobility, who knows? I mean, there could be packages developed for him, and he could you know shine this year. I don't think it'll be early. I think if they do use him, it would be you know mid season and, and later on when, like you said, he's got more. He's he's going to need to get a bigger frame. I agree with you hundred percent. You know, it, yeah. the Big Ten football, you can't be little like that at that size. He's not little in height. He's just little in stature. So, all right, yeah. Kevin, before you give me that guy, give me your top five. So yeah, my top five right now is let me let me get into it, man. You, you caught me off guard. Uh, so Zachariah Branch is my number one. So like you and me, you and me are on the same page there in terms of like you know who we're looking at there. My two is Dicky. So Dicky is right now to me because of the Des Bryant, yeah, comp that I have for him. Um, Dicky's there. Lemons three, uh, for four for me is um is Jonte Cook. So he's there. And then I have a guy we didn't talk about, Hakeem Williams going to Florida State. I have him at five. So, but kind of like Coleman, needs to develop. I think he's going to redshirt a little bit and Florida State and do that. So but Hakeem is my number five. All right. I like it. Um, I think you, you pair him with Johnny Wilson and, and Michael Pittman with Jordan Travis. Uh, Jordan Travis' development over the last, you know, yeah. year is just incredible. Uh, I I like Coleman a lot. And like I said, I think he's the, in the system. He would rule the, the track record of developing receivers. I think he can do well. There's a guy I, I spoke off camera to, to my partner KT that, like, I said something about an AJ Brown, DK Metcalf type build, and he's going to that same school at Ole Miss, and that's Aiden Williams, six three, one ninety five. He's a physical guy. He's a he's a big, you know, dominated the fifty fifty ball in the contested catch. Lane Kiffin, you know, 
needs a guy like that. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Sanders or, or good old Jackson Dot this year uh, at, at the QB1 position. But um, I, I know he's a curveball. But what are your thoughts on Williams? Yeah, hey, you know what? Well, first, Ole Miss, shout out my guy Chris Marshall. I think he's going to yes. have a great year. Yeah, I, he looks I good. Think, he looks real good. Yeah, get out of freaking AM, man. No one go to AM. If you're if you're a skilled player on the outside, Evan besides Evan Stewart. Besides Evan Stewart. Yeah, but if Evan Stewart went, like, just think about how good Evan Stewart would be somewhere else. Uh, I wish. I know. <laughs> Evan Stewart, my guy. I know. I, to me, like, when I'm looking at Aiden, yeah. No, I think he sits that weird needs to put on weight too like he's probably got to get to the 200 mark and if he does great i think he's a very natural guy like he very smooth like when you're watching his tape and going through aiden's like tape very smooth and he and i like the system that he got to and and i think that you know going forward like when you're projecting like how these guys are going to do at the next level like okay you know what can we expect from going forward i like walker howard like i think walker howard can be that guy moving forward with him and being in that quarterback room. I like him in that system and he can elevate him. Like, no, I think that he's, he's definitely a guy that strider going to develop a little bit. And I think he's a good pick. All right. That's good. I'm not When I get, you know, confirmed from you and that I'm not crazy and that, like I I got told that lemon wasn't even in the same class as some of these guys. And and for for a guy like you out on the West coast, to get to see a little more, you know, like he's, He's a dude, and, and and Williams is another guy I think that people aren't talking about. I know he's late; he's probably ranked I don't know late in late teens, early twenties, that twenty four seven. So people are like, yeah, he's not a top ten. I don't even want to look at him. I mean, Coleman's not even ranked in the top ten of twenty four seven either. But I think these are guys that may not be your one dominant, like the guys you spoke about early in the episode. But these are guys that may want to look out. Debbie, you're a Debbie guy. You know, Debbie drafts to these guys late in rounds. You're looking for these, yeah. these guys are scoops. Um. Kevin, I appreciate you coming on. I know you had a long day. Uh, you know, teacher, you, you deal with a lot, a lot of, a lot of different personalities and, and age groups, right? Um, but tell tell the people that are watching the show where they can find you and, and uh, what you got going on. Do you want my sleeper or no? You just gonna you? Gonna, oh, I'm gonna, sorry. I'm so. Oh my goodness. I apologize. I was all prepared yeah. for the sleeper. Yeah, then, give me a sleeper. Uh, give me a sleeper. Re- <laughs> Real quick, um, Eugene Wilson, Florida kid. Uh, I know he's small, and I know that um, he, he's one of those guys that may be, like, moving forward. But Florida doesn't have wide receivers, everybody. Like, he, they don't got it. Xavier Henderson just entered just the portal. Left, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, Eugene Wilson is a kid. Not a lot of people were on because he was listed as an athlete. But I have a trick for you guys. If you're in, like, a college football league or if you want to look at this, don't necessarily, like, look at the athletes, but go in and see who they're getting recruited by. And most are getting recruited by their wide receiver coach. And if you go in there, you can differentiate between what athletes can be wide receiver and what athletes aren't. And that's a good way of like actually picking up on like, if you're in some drafts or if you're in some of that stuff, Eugene Wilson was an athlete, but the wide, the wide receiver coach of Florida was recruiting him. So we knew kind of going forward that like, Hey, he could be a wide receiver in that system. I know he's small, but this kid is just separates and he's having a hell of a camp. Like, elite change of direction route running kind of reminds me of like kind of Xavier Worthy's footwork. Um, really good, really small. I know that some, some people have comped him like Chris Alave and those type of things um, because it was one of those where he popped off later. Like he was really a low recruit. And then his senior year, he kind of popped off there, but he averaged 109 receiving yards last year and almost two touchdowns a game, a game. So this kid is, is explosive and someone they need at Florida for that explosiveness. And I think when you're looking at it moving forward, they need people. So he's going to get opportunities. So if they get opportunity, that's what you're looking at. But that's my that's my sleeper. Just want to throw it out there for no, you guys I, that are out there. I apologize for, for almost cutting you off there. But <laughs> hey, listen, I, I'm with it because 
I don't know who's going to throw him the ball, right? But yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> he reminds me of a guy who was there at Florida a few years ago who has been battling with health issues in the NFL, but Kadarius Tony, right? Like super fast, speedy guy, gets off the line separation. Is Wilson kind of similar to Tony? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, um, I would, I would say Wilson's a better athlete. Okay. Like, I think Tony, I think he's a better receiver. Like, I think, um, like Tony was a dude that can come out there and run and he kind of had that. I think, um, Wilson's more refined. I think Wilson can be that guy that comes in and be as a slot guy. And I think Wilson has that protection. I don't know how Tony got the draft apple that he got. I'll be honest. I'll be the first one to admit. Like I, that was one of those things, but I think Wilson, he projects a little bit more in that he's more of explosive. So I would, I would love to see what he could do. I love it. All right, Kevin. Uh, uh, Tell the people at home yeah. where they can find you and what you what you got co- going on. Yeah, you can find me um, on Twitter at the boys underscore twenty two. I'm trying to take I'm trying to stay off of that app though because it's toxic. So like uh, you know, in reality, um, if you like college football, we do uh, we have our own Patreon where we created the um, the Debbie Manifesto College Football Manifesto. So we break down every Power Five depth chart we do a player battle for each one um we have a discord we have our rankings we have all that um and that's at the debbie royale um as far as like fantasy work i work for football guys i do a weekly video i do some articles we have a college football or excuse me a rookie guide for your fantasy drafts coming out uh we did 150 player profiles for the last two editions and then the third edition will be out next week right after the draft with you know instant takes of everything that we we watch team fit scheme fit and all of that that is out literally going to be out the tuesday of next week after the draft so if you're interested in fantasy that's something to look into at football guys listen i respect the hell out of his work and all the guys over at the the debbie royale uh, jeff and, and christian as well um that a1 in this community and you can always reach out to them and they're always willing to help so uh, once again kevin I, I appreciate you coming on i know you had a long day um this is episode five We're closing the doors on cfb prime Shh. Blow the damn whistle.